Welcome back to another episode of the Transform Your Life podcast. I'm Angela Haug, founder of the international online coaching business, Team Ange. I'm an expert in building muscle and losing fat, a natural figure and fitness pro athlete with the UFE, and a lover of everything personal development. I'm a mom, a businesswoman. Most days, I just feel like a hot mess trying to keep it all together. I spent the first two decades of my life overweight, tired, hating vegetables, and living off Pepsi. I got sick and tired of feeling tired every day and decided to transform my life. This fitness and nutrition podcast is dedicated to educating and empowering listeners on all things training, nutrition, and personal development. I'm on a mission to help you improve your body, achieve your goals, live a confident and fulfilled life stepping into your full potential. So let's help you transform physically and mentally to a person that's been hiding underneath all along. Let's do it. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to today's episode. I have an amazing guest that I sat down with for today's conversation. And we really talk about this cool concept that I'm excited for you guys to dive into today. And that is when we're really trying to change the exterior of our body. We're trying to build more muscle. We're trying to get leaner. We're trying to go through this really big physical shift with our body. But we get to a point where inside we're just not going through that same transformation so we're not going through the transformation that needs to happen in the mind and the transformation that needs to go on emotionally and today's conversation is really powerful in that sense so Jonathan he was active and athletic as a kid but he wasn't confident and essentially what ended up happening was he ended up abusing his body to cope with the feelings of inadequacies and then he had this really cool story that happened to him where the universe presented him with a situation that led him down the path to start to transform his body and start to make those shifts to add more muscle and to really go through that powerful transformation and it's only been recently that Jonathan started diving into the fact that as much as he's put all this muscle on inside there was a little bit of emptiness and he wasn't really feeling that fulfillment and there was this tough exterior that he was putting on but emotionally there there just was something within that was holding him back so today we really dive into mindset and this is such an important part of the entire journey it's something that's often neglected but we talk about mindset developing self-awareness finding out who you are and really how to question your own behaviors to say why why do I get angry in this particular situation? Why do I find myself running to the pantry and having these particular foods that I know are not going to sit well with me? We talk about daily habits to create gratitude and mindfulness, strategies to help you feel worthy and feel like you're enough. And then we also dive into a little bit of the training stuff because Jonathan, he really was lifting weights for years and years and now he's went into calisthenics. So not using any weights, only using his body weight to train, which is a really fascinating and cool modality. So we talk all about how to get started. If you wanna give that type of training a try, we talk about the benefits, who it's good for, how to get started, all that jazz. And this is just a really beautiful, deep conversation with Jonathan Abbott. So let's get started. Enjoy today's episode, guys. I will just kick things off by saying welcome. I'm very grateful that you took the time to come and join me today. Thank you very much, and happy Mint Monday. (laughs) I love how you have all of these different things that uh, are kind of like Mint Monday, and what was the, like, Hug hug Wednesday or something like that? (laughs) Something along those lines. Oh, you're making me forget now. Well, I have, like, Mint Motivation, and there's... Trust your inner mint and they're stronger by the mint. Happy hug day. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Very cool. Well, we'll just kick things off by you telling our audience a little bit more about who you are, Jonathan, and uh, maybe a little bit about what mint is, since that tends to be a word you use often. Well, mint conditioning is basically a form of excellence. So it kind of came from the first, well, the first term was basically from the mint coin, but it's about being in pristine condition. Now, the condition in in a sense, and I've uh, kind of explained this to some people over the years, but basically the conditioning is not just the physical aspect. So it's the mental aspect as well as conditioning your mind. 
and that's basically how you become excellent in what you do. So that's kind of where the mint comes from. And a little bit more about myself. Um, basically, we're running a business now for about three years. I've been training for about 15 years and in multiple styles like power building and power lifting, um, athletic training, and my current now is uh, calisthenics, which has been a very, very humbling experience. But now it's starting to shift into just improving the mindset because of how important that really is. So that's kind of my main, main focus right now, especially in 2019, is working on mindset. So. That's a little bit of itself, I guess. Very cool. Now, in terms of improving your mindset, what are we trying to improve when you mention that? And what what are some of the techniques that you're using to take your mindset from maybe the place that it was into the place that you're headed? Uh, in a general terms, I would say first, it's basically self-discovery. Really trying to figure out who you are is where you should start. We really can't help anybody else or improve all the things that we kind of really want to improve unless we help ourselves first. So that's where it came from. I've, I, When I first started training, I wanted to change the physical side of myself. So it's the reason why I'm in the shape that I'm in. I mean, 15 years later, and I'm proud of what I've achieved. However, if you really want to take stuff to a new level, and if you want to increase your results, even on the physical side of it, you have to prove your mind. So. You know, in that first, that first, say, 13, 14 years, I was just so focused on the physical, and it wasn't quite enough. You still battle things mentally. If So basically, I've learned through a long experience of training my physical side that improving yourself mentally is really the way to go. Um, in terms of changing things, it started off fairly simple. Um, my trip, my last trip to Italy, I basically just decided I was going to read this book that is called The Slight Edge, uh, recommended by a friend of mine. And I started reading it, and it was a self-improvement book. And I just got completely addicted to how it was kind of making me think. And it was really relating to who I was as a person and my experiences. And I basically read the whole book during the trip. I was there for three weeks. And I'm not a fast reader, so I was reading quite a bit. Um, and when I came back, I started, I was just really interested in learning some things of how to, you know, basically how to change who I was inside, from the inside out. And it ended up stemming to a journal. I was writing like three, team, three things every single day, uh, what I'm grateful for. And now that's even developed into full paragraphs, full pages. Uh, so that was a couple things that really, really sparked my mind. Self-improvement books and the journal. And now it's really gotten into little details and little things like, I know it might sound funny, but I make my bed every morning. I make my bed when I get up. It's It, it sets myself up for today. Uh, I'm learning how to... I'm learning how to get up in the morning much, much earlier. I was never a morning person. That's another thing that really sets yourself up in a really good way for the rest of your day. Uh, so a lot of things like that, basically. Mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. It's almost like you need those small victories or small wins that are relatively easy, but just start you off on a positive note in the morning versus waking up, rolling out of bed and feeling as though you're kind of like overwhelmed by all the things that you have to get done. And we kind of just yes. don't start off in a positive headspace. We start off in a negative headspace because we haven't had those wins yet, right? Yes, exactly. So you're starting off with a little micro wins, I like to kind of call it. Mm -hmm. And then eventually that turns into a really big win, whether it's during that day or maybe it's three months down the road. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Now, you mentioned there about coming to a realization about who you are, right? So in terms of yes. that, that self-realization, what did you come to know about yourself or what did you really discover in that process of sitting down and saying, okay, this is who I am? Well, first thing I think is it's really important that you question yourself. You question, you know, give yourself a few whys, you know. Why do I get angry when? 
you know, this happens. Why do I get anxious when? Like, you really want to question yourself and say why first. And, and that's what I was doing. I was really kind of just trying to hone in on who I was in a sense where, okay, why do I, you know, why do I have the emotions that I have when this happens? Or, you know, why, why it's so hard to do things? Why am I having a fear of doing this or that? And I, I'm not giving any examples at the moment, but that was the first step. And a part of it too, uh, and I'm not afraid to say this, I would highly recommend it, is going to counseling. Uh, just having someone who really knows how to guide you in a sense, you know, when you have certain thoughts and feelings and just guide you in the right direction of where to go with those thoughts and feelings. So that's been a really big part of my growth as well. Did you also take time to look at your past and perhaps the way that the past has influenced the way that you automatically react to situations in the future? Yes. Yeah, it's great. It's good that you brought that up because a part of the counseling and a part of questioning why and who I was, um, I started to kind of look into my childhood a little bit. Um, so my mom left when I was eight months old and I didn't know that it really you know, it was a dramatic experience, of course. Like and when you hear it, it's like, oh, that's too bad. But <laughs> I didn't really know it affected me that much. So a lot of the things that were I would consider problems or issues for myself was uh, really due to my childhood, just not having a mom there. And that was really important for me to know. And I've been digging deeper into that. And by no means am I angry at anybody for that I just uh, it's really important to I think the childhood thing is something that everybody should look at it's very very important and it affects everything that you uh, basically become or do uh, when you become an adult right would you say that you're working on healing that part of of yourself and working on healing that inner child that for whatever reason didn't have the needs met that you perhaps didn't really know that those needs weren't being met, you know? Yeah, yeah, you definitely, uh, that's, you know, that's a, a work in process still, but it's definitely slowly healing. Uh, I think when you, um, when you discover those things or when you figure out the reasons why uh, you are the way you are, I think that's part of the healing process too. Um, because, I mean, you can't change what you feel, like you don't know. And a lot of people don't necessarily remember their childhood. So, I mean, that's another reason to go to counseling as well. You can probably end up digging deep and, and figuring that out. But yeah, there's little things like um, now I'm trying to connect with my, I've always been close to my dad, but I'm trying to connect with my mom more. I do these little things and randomly text her and, and it might seem very simple, but I mean, that's actually part of the process too, because I really want to be close with my mom and she wants to be close with me. So it's, I, you know, those little things I know will grow into something much, much bigger. So, yeah, that's that's definitely a part of the healing process as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, you shared in your story as well there, Jonathan, the story of which spawned why you ended up changing your body. So I want to take some time to just talk about that because I think that's a very common thing that happens, but also it's so interesting that that one comment was enough to spark your interest and you were like, okay, changing my body now. <laughs> so let's just tell the audience a little bit about that experience and how that led into the um, changing of your body over time. Sure. Um <laughs> I can't remember why or how I was talking to this girl. Um, she was a really beautiful girl. Um, <laughs> she was definitely like out of my league, you know, like quote unquote in the sense, I guess. But we had this lunch date. It was very random. Um, we were texting and she was like, hey, come and meet me at my work. And I was like, sure. And that was kind of a little bit of a lunch date. And I went in, she was there with her best friend. And I was definitely nervous, but, you know, I was talking to her for a little bit. I, think I was talking to her best friend a little bit more, to be honest, because uh, she was uh, a tennis player, and so uh, so was I at the time. Uh, but, yeah, she just made this comment, uh, you're skinnier than I thought. And it hit me. It hit me a lot. It hit me really hard, actually. Uh, it, and I've mentioned this in my story before that, 
I, I've been called skinny before. I've, so it wasn't new to hear that word, but there was something about that moment uh, that really sparked a switch. Like it basically switched, uh, maybe a switch in my head, I should say. And I walked out the door. It was a very short lunch, but I walked out the door. I walked straight the good life. I hired a trainer for eight weeks and I literally haven't looked back since. And it's, and it's developed into the fact that now I've, I've found a passion for fitness. I'm, I have my own business. But I, there's something that I, when I tell this story, there's, it's not just about a girl. I actually kind of, it basically stemmed from the self-confidence issue. It stemmed from me not uh, thinking I'm good enough. Uh, so that's where it really, really came from. And I didn't really discover that or know that until recently, until I was thinking about that story. Because every, every, and even though I tell people that, you know, take any reason you got, take any reason at all, anything, and use that as your motivation, and things will just kind of work itself out. You'll end up developing a different reason of why you got into fitness or why you got into kickboxing or whatever the case may be. So, that's yeah. kind of the short version, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's so interesting you say that, Jonathan, because I think for people like you and myself, who I don't believe that everybody is like us, but for some people, somebody saying something negative or hateful or yeah. just just something like that, it stings us. I don't know why, but it stings us. And we can use that as motivation to be like, okay, I'm going to make a substantial change. But you know what's so interesting? Because I don't think everybody's like that. I think some people are... If they were to hear that, that would not motivate them to go change. That would like play into the story of I'm not good enough. Oh, yes, I'm always the skinny guy. Oh, I'm always going to be the skinny guy. And for a lot of people, they can take something like that. And instead of instead of using it to provoke change, they just take that comment and they let that be their story or they go, okay, there's another person that validated that story that I've been telling myself over and over and over for years. Like if you believe that you're the skinny guy and you're always going to be the skinny guy or you're always going to be the fat guy or whatever, you can play over that story for the rest of your life. So for somebody that's listening, that's like, oh, that's really great for you, Jonathan. But if somebody told me yeah, that I was skinny, I would just be like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm skinny. So how do we take that and go okay yeah that person said that thing but I'm going to prove them wrong like how do we do that I think I honestly think we have to act on that moment on those moments extremely quickly because motivation is a feeling and motivation is something that we shouldn't rely on because we lack motivation all the time and even though we might be a little bit more successful or if I if I could say that because um, we've been doing it for a number of years we know that we have a ton of moments where motivation is not there and we have to force ourselves or just remind ourselves okay I'm going for this reason so uh, the best piece of advice I can give for that is really act on it quickly um, first of course if you don't actually get that spark like me and you or someone else like we were just talking about and it's the opposite you have to um, basically well you try to tell yourself that you need to do something about it you don't want to feel this way anymore question yourself like I was saying before say why I don't want to feel like this anymore why do I feel like this and, and then go into what can I do about it so I know that's difficult for some people and difficult for a lot of people I should say but you really, really have to try hard and you really have to be proactive about those moments and and, and do something about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And kind of listen to those whispers of, like I feel like there's so many times where we have these situations in our life that are like the little whispers and then they become louder and louder. And like you said, like, People have told you you're skinny a hundred times, but that one moment was loud enough that it was like, okay, I've heard the whispers. Now it's time for that to be something to act on. So I think sometimes even when the universe or whatever you want to believe keeps on like knocking at our door, it will continually get louder until we're um, willing to listen to whatever that message is. Absolutely. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the gaining of muscle and now what you're going through making a little bit of a switch to 
maybe get rid of a little bit of muscle and shift your yeah. training. So you went through this process of doing a bunch of different styles, the bodybuilding style, the powerlifting style, all those different all those different types. You created quite a bit of muscle. And then something shifted in you. I, I saw you a little while ago, and then I saw you again recently, and you were just kind of saying that there had been this shift in the way that you had been training. So let's talk a little more about what that was, Jonathan, and why it came to be. So basically... Um... One of the reasons uh, was I was doing powerlifting at the time, and I was making substantial progress. I was doing really, really well. I was getting strong, and it's exactly what I wanted. I love to be strong. It's something that I take pride over in, in even aesthetically looking a certain way or, or, or other reasons. Um, and I was having a lot of pain. I, I mean, I've gained so much muscle on a small frame. I've always, you know, I was skinny for a long, long time. And, you know, basically 14, 15 years later, I've gained 60, 70 pounds of muscle or added a little bit of body fat on that too. But, and I was really just going through a lot of discomfort and I wasn't enjoying training anymore. I didn't want to go in. I, I was unmotivated before I even went in. I was defeated before I went in. So eventually I had to try to find some way to, uh, to get rid of that, like uh, just the feeling and, and wanting to enjoy training again. And I, I did it for, I did powerlifting for a while and I pushed myself further than I should have. I pushed through injuries and, and some, some bad painful moments at times and then learned I had to be in tune with my body more. And then I was like questioning myself, okay, what can I really, what can I really do about this? And I, I saw a couple people, a couple calisthenic videos and I kind of remembered as well that growing up, I loved gymnastics. These phenomenal athletes, gymnasts are one of the strongest athletes and the most amazing people in the world when it comes to fitness. And that reminder, just I was like, okay, I'll just look into this. I'll look into calisthenics and 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 see what it, what's it all about. I tried it for the first couple months, and uh, yeah, I kind of fell in love. It was. Uh, the one thing about calisthenics, as I was learning, is that there's a difference between absolute strength and relative strength, and I don't necessarily need to get into that. But learning how to be really good with your body weight strength, your relative strength, uh, is a great way to figure out where your issues and your problems are, too, because you end up being very, very in tune with yourself. So calisthenics really, really jumped at me in that sense, because I was able to take away some of the injuries, never feel pain again in certain movements. Um, and I think that was the biggest spark. It was basically from from the injuries that I and the pain that I was going through at the time. And then I just, you know, I kind of fell in love because it was so challenging and there was such new movements and there was these body weight exercises that I, I didn't even know existed. I was like, oh my God, like this is awesome. I never used to get sore triceps working out with weights for a long time because you know when you are kind of in the advanced level if I can say that um, it's a little more difficult to get sore and I was like sore every single every time I worked out and I was like wow this is really challenging me and there was other little reasons too like um, I really wanted to have a superior core strength and calisthenics or or gymnasts that style of training basically they have amazing cores uh, and I mean, I'm talking external obliques, internal obliques, like everything, not just that the core is in the six pack that everybody thinks about. So it's all around the lower back and everything else, uh, the obliques and all. So that was another reason why I really got into calisthenics too. It kind of intrigued me to kind of find or actually just change my direction a little bit and some new goals that uh, I knew that were going to be extremely challenging. And now, and now it's, I basically feel like I'm in the beginning stages of this now, but that's really, really exciting because I remember how excited I was when I first started training 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. That kind of covers most of it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what if somebody's listening and they're like, hey, that sounds like something I would like to try. Where would they get started with something like that? Maybe some online resources or maybe just some exercises that would be a good starting ground for somebody. There's a couple people that I would uh, highly recommend looking at on YouTube. Um, Chris Harriel, a phenomenal resource. 
Uh, he breaks things down quite a bit with many movements, uh, starting with the basics of them, of calisthenics. And Gobble Santerno is a fantastic source as well. That's probably the two biggest ones. Uh, there's Austin Durnham as well. But the other two are, in my opinion, just they, they just give you the most the most bang for your buck, if you could say it that way, right, when it comes to uh, learning calisthenics. Um, Chris Herio has an app which you can use that helps. And, I mean, there's if you think about it, calisthenics don't have to be an extreme version where you're doing these L-sits and front levers and planches and all that stuff. Uh, it's just a lot of uh, basic body weight movements is like, push-ups, pull-ups, and I mean, that, that's very easy to search on YouTube and very easy to search for a lot of tips to get really good at those before you start advancing uh, to other things. That would be my recommendation there. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think it's equivalent for both males and females doing that type of training? Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's fantastic. There's, there's no doubt that it has nothing to do with like gender or it would yeah, men and women can do that no problem. Yeah. Uh, I would. There's no difference in that regard. The only thing, you know, this is a little bit off topic, but the only thing that slightly changes when it comes to training itself is basically the nutritional side when it comes to men and women. That's all. That's training itself. I mean, you can do this no problem. Whoever you are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. At any age too. Yeah. Yeah, I agree 100%. It's so interesting because I think sometimes people think there is a great divide and women or I don't know, I don't work with a lot of men, but a lot of women will say to me like, what are the best exercises for women? And it's kind of like, well, it's the same exercises as men. There's nothing that's different from from that respect. I um. And it's the same thing, I think, even with uh, some people will say, like, oh, well, what's the best exercise to lose fat? And it's like, well, the root of that is that is nutrition. But Yeah, exactly. Just keep it simple. Simplify, simplify, simplify. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everything else grow from there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which actually leads me very nicely into our next question. And that really is I want to talk about nutrition and what it is that you've been doing in that respect recently and had success with. Nutrition for me, I mean, people that really know me, I've been, you know, lean for pretty much my whole life and that that deals with genetics. Um, But the differences that I've really, really made uh, right now is first intuitive eating. I'd say that's actually the biggest one because uh, a problem is that we just kind of well, not only are our portion controls out of whack, but we just eat until we feel stuffed. And that's obviously a sign or a signal, you know, your body's trying to tell you, you just ate too much. So that's one of the biggest things that I think is really helping me. I mean, there's little things uh, like, you know, I eat every three hours or three and a half hours or roughly like that. Um, you know, I have protein every single meal. Uh, I try to have either a maximum of four servings uh, of fat per meal, two servings of fat per per snack, like little things like that. Um, I don't track anything, but I definitely like kind of just look at it in that sense. I always try to have a 30, 35 grams of protein or just the servings, like I said, with fats. Uh, for carbs, I'll do two to three servings per meal. Now, that is that can be quite high for some people. Um, and you got to play around with that, of course, but that is the biggest thing that I've been doing. And I've been just really, um, you know, I've been really disciplined about it. There's one thing that, uh, has changed a lot. Uh, you know, I was kind of very, I was inconsistent before and, you know, it was all fine and good and stuff. And I was able to stay somewhat lean because of genetics, but let's say, you know, with someone that's slower metabolism and they want to raise it up and they want to change their body fat levels, then, you got to be really disciplined. You just got to be really consistent. And that goes for training and nutrition, right? So consistency is big. And if you look at it, you try to simplify it and look at it like, okay, if I do something uh, 1% every single day, that's going to have the 365% uh, like improvement in a year. So what I mean by that is that the 1% is that you're, you're consistently doing, let's say, just having protein every single meal and snack. 
that's your 1% for that day. That will add up. Those things will definitely show the results that you want. And then you can add something else into it. So I guess that kind of leads me into the other, another point where you don't want to overwhelm yourself. You don't want to try to change everything all at once. It's never going to work that way. You're just going to get overwhelmed, frustrated, and, and all of a sudden you're just going to fall off the wagon altogether. So uh, so my main points, as I'm kind of rambling on here, is discipline, learning how to intuitively eat and not and just be satisfied, and uh, just paying attention to the breakdown of you know carbs, protein, and fats, and uh, not straying from your goals in that sense. Mm-hmm. And just to be devil's advocate, if somebody's listening and is like, "Well, my intuition tells me to eat ice cream every <laughs> single day," <laughs> what would you say well, to them, Jonathan? The only thing I could say to that is. Uh, Find a little bit of a restraint. <laughs> you got you to gotta learn to restrain yourself. There is no doubt that I have my moments where I want to eat that piece of chocolate or I want to go to Dairy Queen and get the mint Oreo because it's back. <laughs> but you have to remind yourself of those goals. And they're, you know, uh, the moments in when you kind of don't know if it's intuitive and it's just bad habit, uh, that will come to you. You got to really try. You got to make a decision, trust your decision, and kind of gather data from that decision. So you'll eventually know that it was intuitive or not. And you'll eventually, through practice, become really intuitive. So it's something you can develop. It's not something that's just automatically within us, right? So just mm-hmm. keep going towards it and uh, make sure you uh, have a little restraint too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now it sounds like over the past couple of years, you've really started to break down some walls and a little bit of a shield that uh, you used to have around you, Jonathan. So I know this is something that you're starting to become passionate about in terms of connecting with other guys and kind of having you guys work through that together of breaking down those walls and maybe talking about the way that you're feeling in a way that uh, isn't as common as what it can be in a female atmosphere. So let's yeah. just kind of let's just kind of talk about that and and what you um yeah what you hope to see more men do to help bring down that shield. Well, first I like to say that I've been nervous this whole time, <laughs> and I think you need to tell everybody, and I think everybody needs to know that it's okay to be nervous, that it's okay to be upset, that it's okay to be angry, and it's okay to have these moments. You know, it's okay for the good and bad. They all connect to each other, and it's very healthy emotionally to recognize that and start accepting those moments that you have, good or bad. Basically, what I would like to see is, yeah, guys, just be more open. Uh, You gotta start talking about, you know, with myself, I, I made a post a long time ago uh, about my legs. I disliked my legs. Everybody else would say, oh, you have nice legs, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, but I would never believe that. And I made a post about it. And then I just said, okay, what can I do to like rewire my brain that it's okay? Like, my legs are fine. If I want to work on them, I want to work on them. But they're okay. They're okay the way they are. Just about, you know, no difference in saying or trying to say to yourself, it's okay the way you are in general. So what I did there was put on shorts every single workout, whether I hated my legs or or whatever I felt about myself. And I actually stopped thinking about it. I don't even think about it anymore at all. So what I'm trying to say is basically, you gotta be, you gotta be really vulnerable. You gotta be really open about, like I, I've said before, you gotta be really open about who you are, but you gotta be really open about the specifics of yourself, of what you don't like physically, what you don't like mentally about yourself, you know? And that's the first step of actually changing because acceptance is one of them. And I think that's another point there. That's that's one of the things that I've really been practicing is accepting a lot of things about myself, accepting the environment, ex- you know, not blaming everybody or not blaming anything else and just really putting that focus on me so that's what I would like to see from a lot more guys. I would really just talk about anything, literally anything. It doesn't matter. Like, try not to worry about what women think or about what social media thinks or however you want to look at that. Like, 
just really be who you are. And that does take a lot of courage. It does take a lot of uh, energy to to basically get into that spot. But I'm telling you right now, and I'm telling everybody right now, whoever is listening, that it will work out in the end. And a quote that I just learned that probably goes with this really well is it's hard in the beginning, it's messy in the middle, but it's gorgeous in the end. It's one of, this is like one of my favorite quotes right now. Uh, and that's exactly what it's like if you really try to start to put yourself out there more and just wear what you want, you know, say, say what you want, obviously be within reason and don't be rude to people and stuff like that, but really just express yourself and, 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 and continue to work on the internal because all the external starts to change when you work on that. How do you be open without being worried of what people might say or how they might judge you, Jonathan? Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, well, you gotta ignore your <laughs> you gotta ignore your thoughts on that one because we're obviously going to have our fearful moments or our fearful thoughts. Like we're going to uh, definitely think that that people will will criticize us and and people will judge us. But if you really really think about that, you might start to realize that it's not them you're worried about. You're actually criticizing yourself and judgmenting yourself. All these thoughts are unrealistic. And the only way to make them realistic, like the only way to change them, I should say, is to uh, just kind of go for it. Like, just do it. Just do it even though you might be ignoring that fear or ignoring the thought like, oh, I shouldn't say that. You, you literally have to ignore some of these thoughts in order to really rewire how your brain thinks and, and actually be more comfortable with it later. Uh, I think that's probably the best the best way I can describe it at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think one of the most powerful tools is just also knowing that if somebody is judging you or saying something or coming out with whatever they're going to present in reaction to the way in which you're showing up, I often just think it's more telling of their personality or more telling of who they are than who we are. And I think that comes a lot in the space of when we are in the public eye in the way that you and I are, people are always commenting on what they think of my body or what they think about like who I am or what I'm saying, or I agree with you or I don't agree with you. And why did you say or do that? But all of those little things and and what other people are saying, I have to just remind myself that it can't influence the way that I choose to show up in this world because the people that are going to resonate with my message and are going to agree with me they need me to just be me so do you ever get that people judging on your body or judging on like maybe they think you're being too emotional or maybe they think anything do you ever get that with being in the public eye yeah yeah I think um, being too emotional is a really good example for me I am a very emotional person Um, and I can have my moments where you know those emotions are pretty strong in uh, somewhat negative way so there's always people that judge. There's always people that are going to say something. And typically those people, like you were kind of saying right there, was uh, those people have their own issues and they, they basically, they're not coping with them well and they're going to say things to the people that really want to change. They, they're struggling to change or they don't want to change or whatever the case may be. Uh, and, and they're just, that's their, that's their thing. <laughs> Sorry to explain that. I don't know what they're going through. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't think of any examples for that or anything. But I do uh, I do feel like people, you know, might criticize for a moment. I'll, I'll use an example for uh, playing volleyball. I'm very hard on myself. And, you know, I kind of oh, I want to be there for the team. I want to get them that those last couple points. I, you know, so when I make a mistake... I have moments where I get really frustrated and it can come out a little bit on the vocal side sometimes, but, and then I start worrying. I get into this loop where, oh, what are they thinking of me now? Because I'm upset that I'm not a good person. It's a really, it's an odd thing. It's, it's, I don't know. I'm having a hard time explaining it, but yeah, it definitely, it definitely happens. People, people definitely look at me in a different way physically and emotionally. 
Do you think that they judge you and think, oh, he has a lot of muscle, so he must be tough and he must be... <laughs> Do you know what I mean by that? Like, sometimes yes. we have this, oh, like, they expect you to just be very, like, almost military. Like, if somebody were to see your body, <laughs> they would almost think, like, holy crap, he looks like he's in the military <laughs> or something of that nature because you have quite a bit of muscle, right, Jonathan? So I wonder yes. if... Sometimes there's that too, right? Like it's like you show this soft side or you show this vulnerable side and people are like, oh, holy smokes, I didn't expect that. Like they almost expect something alternative. Yeah, I've had people come in. Uh, now that you mention it, uh, I've had people come just for like a consultation or you know, maybe even come to uh, one of the group training classes or something that I run. And one of their like, first questions is like, oh, if I train like this, am I going to get bulky? Because they're actually looking at me and they might, you know, some people might actually know that, you know, I used to train quite hard and quite heavy and they're thinking that they're going to be like that too. Um, but they'll, yeah, they'll look at my physical side and then all of a sudden they think that we're going to train with heavy weight all the time. Uh, it's just going to be hardcore craziness and, you know, I'm yelling at them and I'm just going to make them feel bad and, say suck it up and stuff like that yeah it's nothing like that at all yeah I'm more of like you know that softer approach and I want you to I don't want you to be so sore you can't walk at all the next day I do you know it's nice that you feel it uh but I it's all it's longevity right it's it's yeah I want you to actually have a le healthy lifestyle I want you to get into a routine of doing this I want to kill you one day and then all of a sudden you don't want to come back because you're sore for a week uh but yeah people do People definitely, definitely uh, judge that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's an automatic assumption when they see a certain amount of muscle uh, yeah. on me. Now, you led in uh, to talk a little bit about uh, some of the business ventures that you've been working on there. So I know that you have the group training classes and then also the one-on-one -on -one personal training. So why don't you tell us a little more about your business and uh, what it is that you guys do? Uh, so... Mint conditioning, it's one-on-one uh, -on -one is kind of my forte. That's just what I really, really love to do. There's something about, you know, training somebody and kind of being the, the counselor or the therapist or being there for them in other ways besides <laughs> pushing them and trying to get them to do things uh, with proper form or do it right. Uh, but one-on-one uh, -on -one training is a very big part of it. And now I'm starting to venture into specific classes. Now, yes, I do have uh, group training, but now I'm getting into uh, a brand new class that I'm really, really excited about, actually, called Abdomens. And it's going to start basically three days a week in the morning. That's a core and conditioning class. And then I have a calisthenics class that I'm going to be starting soon because I really want to start introducing, you know, uh, basically the body weight training where you can take it anywhere you want. So that's a really, really big thing that's going to be happening soon, too. And uh, I don't think it's very well known yet, uh, maybe in some parts of the States, of course, and Europe and that. But here, I think uh, we definitely need an eye opener for that. So calisthenics and the abdomen classes. Uh, I do a little bit of group training, you know, that typical circuit style um, at the moment and the one on one training, like I said. And I do actually do uh, online training. It's not as... It's not as big as the one-on-one -on -one training or group training at the moment, but something that I love to take people on and just take a few on. I don't, I'm, I'm kind of making it seem like it's not a big deal, but what I'm basically saying is that uh, I only like to have like two or three people and I end up, you know, getting your number and having you on WhatsApp and it's more of a personal thing. So it's like a 24 seven, I'll respond to you when I can, when I'm not training. I'll send you videos, personal videos, and I try to make that online training a very intricate experience, right, or a very personal experience where you get to see things visually and not just look at the exercise, try to YouTube it. Uh, so online training is becoming a little bit bigger, but I really only like to uh, take a few people on at the same time. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Now, if somebody's listening to this and they're interested in checking out those classes that you mentioned, A, I want to know who are the classes good for? And B, how would somebody sign up or find out more information, Jonathan? Uh, you can basically, I mean, you can email me at coachmint.outlook.com. 
my website, I'd say by the time uh, everybody listens to this, my website will actually be up and running. So that's bmint.ca. You can always take a look there. Cool. Uh, to give you give you a pricing as well, to give you a scheduling, uh, the new programs that are coming. Um, there's even blogs and all that stuff that's coming on it. But basically, oh, I was kind of losing a train of thought there. So abdomens, uh, when you see the intro video that I post on my business Instagram, um, it might seem like it's just for advanced people. It's not. It's for all levels. Uh, I can modify any of these exercises. I can make sure anybody at any age can do this. Um, and that's, you know, that's the thing that you want to, if you end up coming into this class or getting involved, uh, basically, and this applies to group training as well, and you know, one-on-one, -on -one, it's the same thing. It's just all levels can be trained. You don't have to worry about not being at a certain level, and you don't have to worry about being judged and stuff like that. I'll make sure I'll make you feel comfortable. You know, you just come in. You you don't even have to do your 100% or give your 100% in the beginning. I like. I really, really want people to uh, feel like they can they can do it. So I always just say, oh, come in. And, 50-60% of your max in a sense or you know take breaks take multiple breaks don't worry about anybody else and uh, and you'll get through it uh, so it, it is for everybody um, the calisthenics and the, the core and conditioning class is for everybody very cool and where is your business located it is located on 15 shirt place this is in Kitchener. It's right across from the Smokehouse Lancaster, the Smokehouse Grill, if anybody knows where that is. Yeah. <laughs> you can smell it easily. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Well, we'll just wrap up today's episode with a couple other short questions here, Jonathan. So the first one that I like to wrap up every episode with is, how would you like to be remembered? Oh, wow. <laughs> how would I like to be remembered? I would like people to remember me by knowing that you can change anything you want to change and by that i mean basically knowing that you can change yourself and direct yourself to any goal and basically get wherever you want to go that's i, I would like to impact people in that way i would love for people to see all the changes that i've made start implying some of these little things that i'm learning uh, and and basically just start to realize that they are enough. It's one of the things that I continue to tell myself uh, lately. I've learned this one little sentence called, says, I am enough. And it's the power of I am. You know, I am confident. I am capable. I am enough. It's basically where the slogan for mint conditioning came, I am mint. So I just want, that's what I would like everybody to uh, really take from you know kind of following me over a period of time after because I'm really going to start shifting myself into the mindset and just being mentally strong because that's you know the byproduct of being mentally strong is being physically strong and, and, and changes in that area so I would love really 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 love to impact people in that way and just change how they see things and uh, how they feel mentally because physically is going to come with that anyway Amazing. Amazing. I absolutely love the power behind that. And I also want to say that I know you said that you were feeling nervous and I know that the entire podcasting experience can feel a little bit overwhelming and we're not sure if we're going to say the right thing, but I just want to let you know that you did absolutely amazing, Jonathan. And I truly appreciate all of the insights that you provided in today's conversation. Oh, thank you very much. I actually really, really appreciate this. Uh, yeah, I hope to uh, definitely see you soon. <laughs> we will. We will. Oh, and uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this. Actually, I'm looking forward to uh, people just starting to realize that they can talk to. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll definitely be doing some collaborations in the future, especially with us becoming neighbors very soon, Jonathan. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, too funny how the universe. <laughs> yeah, too funny how the universe does that to you sometimes, eh? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be, oh yeah, it's going to be so good. Yeah, Jamie has a vision of you two doing yoga in the backyard with no <laughs> shirts on. I was like, I I'm sure Jonathan would say yes to that. 
you told me that he was going to put up like a volleyball net and start playing volleyball and stuff. I didn't oh, know about this yoga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, maybe that's just the dream that he shared with me, yeah. but... But, oh, very cool. Very, very cool. Well, have yourself a wonderful day. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me today here, Jonathan. And we will catch you next time. Yes, thank you very much. And I hope you have a great day as well. All right. See you soon. That's a wrap, guys. Thanks again for joining me. Now, I'm super excited to let you guys know about some exciting events that are happening this year. On Monday, if you are listening to this live and when it has aired on Monday, we are going to be opening for registration for both of our training camps. So this year, we are going to be doing both a beginner camp, which is a one-day event happening on Saturday, May 11th in Gory. And then we're also going to be doing our two-day September camp, just like what we did last year. So the beginner camp, it is going to be your opportunity to learn all about introduction to barbell, how to activate your muscles, and also how to train on the go. So this is how you can be traveling and still be able to get your workouts in. So you're going to learn how to do body weight training and mini band training. Also really going to become confident with the barbell so that you can go into the gym and smash some workouts and also really learn how to activate those muscles so that you can get the most bang for your buck. The entire experience is going to be fantastic because we're also going to be diving into nutrition. We're going to be diving into team building. There's going to be absolutely amazing food and you're going to have an opportunity to connect with like minded individuals. So both camps are going to be absolutely incredible. And I hope that I get to meet some of you guys there. So registration does open on Monday and there's only limited spots. We believe that it's really, really important that these are intimate experiences where you're able to connect with us and you're also able to connect with other people who are on the same path. So we're super excited to open for registration. We cannot wait to meet so many of you guys at our camps this year. And we really, really are looking forward to helping you guys expand in so many ways. We want to help you expand your mindset. We want to help you really develop the confidence in the gym. We want you to really have those relationships so that you don't feel alone on this journey. You feel like there's other people in this world that get you. So we're very, very excited to bring these camps to that are happening this year. All the details can be found on AngelaHauk.com and I cannot wait to hug you and meet so many of you guys in person. Working in the online space can be a little bit lonely. So these events are really that way to connect and to really feel each other's energies and experience each other in a powerful way. So thanks for listening to today's episode episode, head on over to AngelaHauk.com for all of the details. On Monday, we open for registration and we can't wait to see you guys at camp. Guys, I'm on a really big mission here and I want to transform 1 million lives, but I need your help. I can't do it alone. I want you to take this episode, share it with just one person. Maybe it's a friend or a family member or maybe a coworker, just one person who could really benefit from the information in this week's episode or perhaps a previous episode. That is how we create impact. That is how we get this movement going. That's how we take people from feeling tired and just not having a fulfilled life and we put them into fulfilling their full potential. So I challenge you guys to share this with just one person. It would mean the world to me. And as always, head on over to iTunes, subscribe so that you never miss an episode. They come out every single Thursday. That is my commitment to all of you guys so that you guys can continually grow, expand, and fulfill your full potential. Have a great week. We'll catch you next time. Lots of love. Ange.